This is Dawn Schuler, Certified Trainer and Business Consultant at the Schuler Group with the When People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. We've recently been doing some training on active listening. And what makes it active instead of passive is that you are being fully present and you are truly listening to comprehend and understand, not to respond. It's a really important component of emotional intelligence. The four components of emotional intelligence are self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and I would say, instead of calling it social management, which they call it in some circles, almost like a social adaptation. How do you adapt because of the people that you're communicating with and interacting with? So that self-awareness is very key because you have to be aware of what's going on with you. If you're unconscious of that, then you're just going to act and react with probably very little regard of what the situation truly needs. And that's where the act of listening comes in. Self-management, because try to shut up. (laughs) If active listening is listening to understand, not to respond, then that means that you aren't responding until it's appropriate for you to do so. And so you have to, one, be aware, and two, manage yourself. And then, of course, with the social awareness You are listening to the other person. You are crossing the bridge into their world. When we were finishing up our latest training, I found a quote that I really liked. And what it said was, when we don't push our agenda to feel competent, we can better listen to the other person's desires. So let's break that down. When we don't push our agenda to feel competent, because how often does that happen? Somebody's recounting a story or illustrating an example, and it's very similar to something that you experienced in in your life, and you want to be able to say, oh, yes, yes, that happened to me too, and here's, here's how it worked out for me. And it's maybe not necessarily to feel competent, I would say to feel relevant. So I adjust that quote a bit. So it's when we don't push our agenda to feel competent or relevant. So that's that first part. And then the second part is we can better listen to the other person's desires, their needs. In effective communication, we define it as a dialogue, especially if we're talking about two people, but there could be more, that positively moves action forward. We're not talking about just hanging out with your family and shooting the breeze. We're talking about communication that has a purpose. You're trying to get something done. You're trying to meet a deadline. You're trying to scope out the specs for a project Whatever you're communicating about, there's 
probably a desired result. So we go back to purpose outcome method. What's the purpose? What's the desired outcome? And then that determines the methods. So that piece, the purpose outcome method, is hopefully very clear when two people are in a dialogue. They're communicating because we're trying to figure out what their needs, what their desires are. I've talked plenty about purpose outcome method, so I won't belabor that point here. I want to really focus on the first half of that quote. When we don't push our agenda to feel competent or relevant, because that's what it comes down to, is our need. And if we're not conscious and aware of it, then it can take over and we've just degraded the quality of communication because now we've got an agenda in there that probably does not match or align with the other person's agenda. I read a book a couple of years ago that greatly influenced me called The Sedona Method. And in that book, the author talks about how we are driven by four wants. The want for security, the want for control, the want for approval, and the want for individuation. And so anytime you're feeling something that could feel a little negative, the first thing is to identify it. Is this a need or a want for security? Is it a need or a want for control? Is it a need or a want for approval? Is it a need or a want for individuation? And so that's where that pushing our agenda to feel competent or relevant comes in. If we're listening to be able to respond, which is not active listening, then it's usually because we're pushing our own agenda. And our own agenda is going to be driven probably by one of those four wants. So competent and relevant probably have a lot to do with approval, maybe even security. Or maybe we have control issues. And so we want to feel like we're in control. So next time you are in a conversation with someone, you've got communication going on, and you have that desire to perhaps speak up and tell a story of how the other person's experience mirrors yours and you want to share that and think about does that further my personal agenda does it further the other person's agenda can there be a mix of the two absolutely but it needs to be explicit if I am writing up some marketing material and I need input from Mark That's the communication. If as I am detailing and laying out, here's here's the strategy for this marketing piece, here's where I'm going, and I'm asking for some input, 
if Mark goes off on a tangent to explain how, you know, he needs some input for something that he's working on, it's not really furthering my agenda. However, he could say, yes, I would happily give you some input on that. And then when we're done, can I get your input on this other thing I'm working on? So yes, both agendas can be furthered, but it needs to be explicitly stated. Because otherwise, if Mark's thinking about his own thing, as he's only half listening, as I explain my marketing strategy for this particular piece, he's not giving the full attention, right? He's not actively listening. And so therefore, he might miss something or he might not give me his best because he's partially thinking about his thing and how as soon as I'm done and we're done with that, then then we then he can talk to me about his project. We can only do that. We can only do that active listening when we are aware. And again, I go back to that awareness could come in the form of what those four wants are and being able to identify them and understand that we might be being driven by an emotional thing that's going on within us. And once we can identify that, we can better dissolve it and bring ourselves present so that we are actively listening. I feel like I've given you a lot of information and some things to think about. And I would love to hear your feedback on first the quote, when we don't push our agenda to feel competent or relevant, we can better listen to the other person's desires or needs. As well as feedback on the whole concept of active listening and how you can do that well. And finally on communication in general and how you truly make it a two-way street. Even if we're talking about active listening, it still is the ball's going to bounce back to you at some point. And then how do you engage in your part of the communication? So I'm really looking forward to to hearing your feedback. You can give me feedback uh, in a comment over on the podcast episode on the Schuler Group, LLC.com. Or feel free to shoot me an email, dawn at the Schuler Group, LLC.com. And until next time, may you thrive. <laughs>